Yeah, come on. Y'all got me singing out here. Let's give it up for our praise team. Come on, they did a great job today. You know they did a great job. They got me singing out here. Drop musicians, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Terry said, using the right key too. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Did I sound all right? I don't know, boy. I'll tell you what. Felt like I was a little high, you know what I'm saying? A little high. You know, I bring it down a little bit. Good morning, everybody. It is good to see y'all in the house of the Lord. And for those of who are watching online, we certainly thank God for you as well. Uh, let me see if uh, Brother Randy is here. Brother Randy uh, Bowman's Brother Randy here with us this morning. Okay. All right. So we can go ahead and uh, move forward. Uh, I do want to take a moment to recognize those who are celebrating a wedding anniversary in September. So if that is you, you have made it for another year. What's October? Y'all helped me this morning. Y'all got me singing. Y'all got me off key. October, let me apologize. If you're celebrating a wedding anniversary in October, would you please stand? Let's recognize the October anniversaries in the house. And if you are watching us online and you're celebrating a wedding anniversary, go ahead and drop your name in the chat. We want to make sure we hear from you. We want to pray for them. So, Father, we thank you, God, for these that are standing today celebrating another year. And we just pray your hand of blessing upon their union. God continue to strengthen them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give them another big clap off of the praise. Thank God for those who are celebrating uh, the anniversaries. And so again, don't forget, as already mentioned, right after the service is over, we're going to have a meet and greet uh, for those who have joined the church since March, excuse me, since January of 2020. We're affectionately calling you all our pandemic babies, right? And so, uh, you know, you didn't have the, the privilege of us meeting you in person. Everything was virtual, our new members orientation, all that stuff. So we want to officially welcome you in person, give you a big hug. So please stick around for those of you who have joined in between that time. And we won't be that long. So please make sure you do that. Also, uh, I'm going to ask uh, Brother Sean Potter, Brother Meech, and Mark and Lisa, if y'all can come on up. And uh, while they're coming, uh, the last Sunday in October, last Sunday in October, which is October 30th, it's a fifth Sunday, uh, we will be celebrating our church's 116th anniversary. Come on, let's give God praise for that. And we want to do something special on the church's 116th anniversary. And that is uh, we want to recognize and honor those who are 80 years old and above. We want to do something special uh, for those who are 80 and above for our church's anniversary. So if you fall into that category, if you are what they call an octogenarian, that's 80 and above, we want you to uh, fill out this form. Uh, first of all, we need to know who you are because we want to have something nice for you on that fifth Sunday that we celebrate our church's anniversary. So if you're watching, you can contact the church office on behalf of someone that is in that category. So again, uh, we just need to get names of everybody, even if you cannot attend in person. We still want to get your name and contact information because we want to do it big for you on October the 30th. So again, that's our church's anniversary. We need to get your information. So if you fall in that category, I know Mother Hill is here uh, and some others who are here who fall in that category, we need to make sure we get your information so that we can celebrate you. Now, got some folks on the stage I like to brag on. You know, I always like to brag on our congregation because y'all be doing great things and I just want y'all to know how much and how proud I am of all of you when you're doing great work. So I'm going to start to my right, your left. So we got up here, Brother Sean Potter and Brother Dimitri. We know him as Meech. Y'all probably didn't even know his real name. Did <laughs> just, just know him as Meech. Meech Bailey, 
um, they have been in our process. They have been called to the ministry. And, and so I am now saying to the congregation, I spoke with the board. The board unanimously approved for me to go forward. So I am pleased to announce that we are ready to launch them into ministry. And we're going to be doing a service for them on Sunday, November the 6th at 3 o'clock. They'll be doing their initial sermon. Come on, let's give God praise for that. <laughs> so that is Sunday, November the 6th. It's a 3 o'clock service. Now, you know we don't do that many afternoon services. But we need y'all to come back on that Sunday uh, so we can celebrate them. And they'll be giving their initial sermon. Now, notice what I called it. I called it an initial sermon. Ain't no trial sermon. Ain't nobody on trial here. They are doing their initial sermon uh, into the gospel ministry. So we're very proud of them. And uh, we appreciate the work that they're already doing. Meech is in our youth and young adult ministries. And Brother Potter's doing our men's ministry. And they're doing a fantastic job. Let's give them another clap off in the praise. Thank you so much. Y'all can go ahead and on. And then over here to my left and to your right, we have Mark and Lisa Crump. And Mark and Lisa, uh, Mark created State Farm, or he partnered with State Farm, started his own State Farm agency six years ago. And here's the testimony. In that six years' time, he has now elevated to where he and Lisa, their agency is one of the top 10% in the country of all the State Farm agencies in the country. in six years they just got back from uh, Colorado where they were at a national uh, state farm conference the chairman's circle and the chairman's circle is only for those who are invited to go are in that top 10% across the country and so um, they were there to see that but that's not always that's not why they're here today they're also here because we have great news and the fact that they're branch is in Hampton um, but State Farm approached them this is how doors open for favor State Farm approached them and said hey we see what you're doing and we want to uh, see if you're interested in expanding and enlarging your territory and so I'm going to let you tell it the rest of it where you're headed praise God thank you pastor um, so as pastor said we were approached by State Farm and we are pleased to announce that we will be expanding the Newport News. So we will have a uh, Mark Crump State Farm in, in Newport News up in the Port Warwick area coming soon. So we do thank each and every one of you all who uh, have trusted. I mean, we thank each and every one of you all who have trusted us uh, with your insurance needs over the years. Um, we, we are just grateful to God for the opportunity. None of this happens without a supportive staff. And I, I cannot say a lot of this doesn't happen without a supportive wife. So I, I thank you for, for being right, right beside me all the time. So we do thank you. Thank you for uh, all the prayers and continued support. Come on, let's give them another clap off and a praise. We are proud. See, when y'all do good stuff, I'm going to brag on y'all. See, that's, that's what I do. I like to brag on y'all. I like to go out in public and tell people, you know, I got a member of the church. He top 10 in the country. Insurance. That's what I like to do. All right, let's go ahead and now let me share some vision with you again. And I'm pleased because I'm seeing the vision starting to happen. First of all, I want to give a shout out uh, to the men. I don't know if you all noticed today, but uh, the men have taken a step forward today. They did all of the prayer time today. The men led it. We got men that are leading in our hospitality today and serving. And so let's give God praise for our men who are doing a great job. All right. First slide for me, please, Bill. So here's the vision that God has given to me in that I have a desire to see all of you, if you are an Ivy family member, that you are engaged in ministry at Ivy. You have a gift, you have fruit that is necessary for us to really 
do what God has called us to do. And so I am glad that you all are here today. I'm glad that you all are here because we should be here worshiping the Lord. But that's not the next step for you. The next step is that you find a ministry context within Ivy for which to serve. That's called kingdom community. That's kingdom service. That's what I'm really after for you. That you're not just comfortable coming on Sundays, but that you really are saying, you know what, I have a place here. I have something to offer here. I have gifts that God can use here. That's the next step. But the ultimate goal of why I want you engaged in ministry is so that we can begin to develop relationships with people. Let me just be transparent. A lot of times, um, if you're just coming on Sunday, then it's hard to really know people. And if you really don't know people, then you, you will assume that church people act funny or they move different or they're hypocrites or whatever other definition that we typically give for people in church when you don't really know people. So we stay off to the side and the first thing we say, I don't want church people in my business. Or we make whatever reasons that we give to, to not get engaged. But if you are to take that step and to get engaged, then hopefully what you would discover is that the people that's doing ministry with you ain't no different than you. We all got the same challenges and issues in life and trying to make it the best we can. And my prayer is that if you get engaged in ministry, you will connect with some people and then you will begin to do life together. See, the goal for me is that it's not just Sunday to Sunday. Here's how you know church is working. Is there somebody that you can connect with in between Sundays? During the week, do you have a prayer partner? Do you have somebody that you can do life with, go out to dinner with, go to the movies with, go work out with? That's the goal. That's what they did in Acts. That's how the early church developed and grew. They didn't just focus on a service. They focused on doing life together. So it is my prayer that as you get connected and engaged and you find your space, that you also find other people that will become, for you, key people in your life. Ride or dies may be here in the church, not just in your family or friends. So I believe if you take that step, you'll start to meet people, you'll start to see people differently, and hopefully you'll develop relationships. So with that, what do we have to offer? So we have over 40 ministries here at the church. We have small life groups. You're going to hear about those today. We have tier one community events. The next one is coming up November 17th. We're going to be at Heritage High School. We're going to be feeding the community on that Thursday evening, November 17th. There's a place for you to serve. And so we want you to prayerfully consider where it is that you can see yourself actively engaged in ministry. So at the end of the service, Reverend Persons is going to bring somebody up today and, and he's going to recognize another ministry. And I want to thank God because I've already started to see some of you become engaged in ministry as well. New faces in different places. And that is very exciting to me. So that's what I want you to prayerfully consider for the rest of the year. Where are you in what God has assigned for you to do? Having said that, let's all stand, please. Let's work on our spiritual fruit. Find some people and tell them you love them. Come on, find some people and tell them you love them. If you're online, I love you. Type in the chat if you're online, I love you. You're watching online, type your name in there and tell somebody you love them.
All right. Y'all come on back this way. Y'all come back to me. <laughs> Y'all come back this way. Remain standing for me, please. Service isn't over yet. Um, since I already knew y'all were disobedient, that's why I didn't put a number on how many people to show love to. Because y'all weren't going to obey that no way. That's why I just said some people. And y'all did that. But that's, that's, for those of you who are visiting with us, that's what we hope you feel. We hope you feel love here. That you feel valued and appreciated. Turn to your Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to be for a long time. And coincidentally, if you've been reading with us daily, today's verse is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 11. But today we're going to be in verses 4 through 8. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 8. From the New Living Translation, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. We'll stop right there. Before you take your seat, uh, lean over and smile at somebody and tell them, get up off of that thing. You may be seated. Father, we pray now uh, for those in Florida. We pray uh, for those who are sick within our congregation. Sister Patrice Barber, we pray for her strength. Sister Tanya Smith, we pray for her strength. Sister Lonnie LeClock, we pray for her as she recovers from back surgery. And now, God, it's your time. If you would, please let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are my strength and my redeemer. Let all of God's people say, Amen. So, this whole message, get up off of that thing, has been resonating. Started while I was on sabbatical. Um, because of how I see church, how God has helped me to understand what church is supposed to be. It is not supposed to be just this, where most of you are sitting watching a few of us exercise our gifts and talents. That's not Bible. Bible is every one of you have something to offer in a certain context. And we have to get out of the notion that the larger part of you only watches a smaller part of us work our gifts while you are sitting on yours. You got something too. There's greatness in you. There's abilities in you. And God put them in you for a particular reason. So hopefully um, this series will stir something up in you to say yes to whatever it is that God has called you to do. I had a conversation this week with somebody uh, about this very subject. They've been going through some experiences and, and said it's time for me to say yes to ministry. And I told them I wanted them to pause and go through the series so that you understand that saying yes to ministry is not always saying yes to coming up here, standing on a stage with a mic. But that saying yes to ministry is saying yes to however God wants to use you in whatever capacity that God wants to use you, whether it's on the stage or whether it's standing on the door. God can use you for something and wants to use you for something. 
And so again, as I've said to you before, when you got saved, when you gave your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came upon you to do a couple of things. The first is to help develop spiritual fruit within you. I'll come back to that. The second one is to give you gifts of which you are to exercise. So let's review. What, what is a spiritual gift? Spiritual gift, the Greek word for spiritual gift is charisma. Normally when we use charisma in our English language, we think of somebody that is uh, magnetic, has a bold personality, the ability to attract people and just inspire people to do something. Well, in a very similar vein, that's exactly what God is saying about you. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit put something in you that's going to attract others to you because the attraction is no longer you, but the God in you. So guess what? It is not just that I stand up here and you may say, maybe not, I have charisma. But now guess what? If you got a spiritual gift, which you do if you're saved, you got charisma too. And, and spiritual gift is just that. It is a grace gift. This is why we ought to be excited. That not only did God out of grace save us, but then God also out of grace gave us some things that we could use so that when people look at us, they don't just see us anymore. They see the glory of God. That ought to excite us. God did not just save you out of grace so you would not go to hell. God saved you out of grace because he said, not only do I not want you to go to hell, but I can use you. There's still worth in you. And too many of you have come in and you have believed the lie. The lies that people may have said in your family. The lies that maybe culture and society have told you based on where you live, based on your education level, based on your income, based on what you drive, based on where you live, you're not worthy. That's a lie in the house of God. God said it doesn't matter. I didn't ask you for your W-9s when you got saved. I didn't ask you where you went to school when you got saved. I didn't ask you what neighborhood you lived in when you got saved. I didn't ask you what kind of clothes do you wear when you got saved. The only thing I asked you is, do you accept Jesus? And if you do, I can use you. I can work with you. And I need you all to understand that. I need you all to understand that there is significant worth and value to God. For what God has done in your life. He didn't just send Jesus to die for you. He sent Jesus to die for you so that you can reconcile with God. So that the spirit can come in you. So that now he can put some stuff in you. And now you can get to work on what God has assigned for your life. Do you recognize that the fact that you're still living and breathing is not because of your good eating habits? Do you recognize that part of the reason why you're still living and breathing is because God has put something in you that he wants to see through? And yet you keep running. You keep making excuses. You keep sitting on whatever that is. And all you want to do is just come and sit on Sunday and receive. That ain't Bible. Put that slide back on the screen, please. I need them to see it. So why um, do you have a gift? Why do you have a gift? Because 1 Corinthians 12 and 7 tells us the gift that you have is to help others. It is not for personal benefit. It is not for people to look at me. It is not for me to gain attention. Whatever God has given to me by the Holy Spirit, it is to be used to help somebody else. And this is why it matters that we are engaged together. Because guess what? I got something that can help you. But guess what? You got something that can help me. And if you don't understand that, if you don't value that, then I'm going to miss my blessing because you don't think you have nothing to offer. So guess what? Every believer has at least one gift. 
But let me remind you that before you exercise your gifts, you first must develop your fruit. These are nine qualities that the Holy Spirit has given to us that these are non-negotiable. These are nine things that we should be working on as a believer that prove that we are children of God. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. As we exercise our gifts, before anybody sees a gift, they should see fruit. Because I am exercising my gift out of love. I am exercising my gift, and you should see joy. I'm exercising my gift with the peace of God in my life. So before we get into gift, I want to remind you that your fruit must come before your gift. And that's what all of us need to work on. Now get your phones out because the next two slides are very important. The next two slides I want you to take pictures of, and they're very important. I'm going to share with you the various spiritual gifts that are mentioned in the Bible. There are about 20 of them. Now, before we put them on the screen, it's interesting that for most, well, let me not do that. Let me give you this real quick. I want 10 seconds, 10 seconds to the person next to you. See if you can identify spiritual gifts. What, what are spiritual gifts? What are they? What, what, are, what is a spiritual gift? I'm going to give you 10 seconds real quick. Go. Somebody else. What are spiritual gifts? What are they? What are they? Type it in the chat. Type it in the chat. You got 10 seconds. If you think you know. You think you know. What are spiritual gifts? Three, two, one. All right, y'all come back this way. Because I'll lose y'all again. <laughs> Most of the time, when people talk about spiritual gifts, we have a tendency to think about the miraculous ones. Signs and wonders. Is most of the time when people think about spiritual gifts. Let me remind you again, there are 20 spiritual gifts only four of them are of the miraculous nature. So before we go into that aspect of those gifts, there are some others that are also existent that are just as important as the ones that we consider to be signed gifts. Having said that, let's take the picture. Next slide. Here's, here's the first list. And again, this is in no particular order. Teaching, faith, well, you say, I already got faith, but there's the faith that God gave you to save, to save you, and then there's the faith of a gift, and I'll teach this as we go along. Service, well, all of us are called to serve. Yes, we are. There's service as in our responsibility, but then there's a service as a gift. Giving, well, all of us are called to give. Yes, we are. But there's a level of giving that is expected, and then there's a level of giving as a gift. I'll explain that. Exhortation, that's encouragement. Mercy, Lord, if we ever needed that gift today. Leadership, message of knowledge, message of wisdom, and prophecy. Notice you don't see any signs and wonders on this list. And most people don't even think that these are gifts, but they are. They are very important. Next slide so they can see the second list. Now here are the ones that for some of you are most familiar with. Tongues. Interpretation of tongues. Discernment. Miracles. Healing. I would argue 11 through 15 are the ones that most people think of when you think of spiritual gifts and the church. But look at the rest. Helping. Apostleship. Now, there's apostleship as a gift, and then there's apostle as a 
office or a position in the church, two different things. I'll have to explain that to you. Evangelism. There is the gift of evangelism, and then there is the title of evangelist. Two different things. I'll have to explain that to you. Pastoring is a gift, but a pastor, the office of a pastor, is separate than the gift of pastoring. And lastly, administration. So as you look at this list, hopefully um, you'll start to see that God is not qualifying you just in the signs and wonders category. That you got to speak in tongues or you got to lay hands on people or whatever other entity that we've come to believe in the church. So now that you've seen the list, how do I know which one is mine or ones are mine? That's a logical question. There are three things you got to do in this order for you to understand where you fall. The first one is you got to pray. You have to pray and fast in some cases to ask God for clarity on how you are wired. What is your area of responsibility? You have to pray. I don't know if any of you have actually prayed for the Lord to show you what your gifts are, but you should so that you can know how God has created you and the assignment that he wants you to do. So number one, you need to pray for it. If you haven't, now's a good time to start. Because you should not be a child of God and claim to be in church for years and never prayed for clarity on what you're supposed to do. Number two, you are then to serve. Well, we got in this day and time, and I'm going to go to number three now, because, you know, in this day and time, we got spiritual gift assessments. And it's like a list of sometimes 30, 40, 50, sometimes 100 questions. You fill this out. And then at the end, it'll tell you what gift you may have. But y'all help me, please. Reverend Boyer, did Paul ever fill out a spiritual gift assessment? <laughs> did Peter ever say, before I go uh, do something, God, let me fill this out first. Let me see. So then how did they come to understand their positions? They prayed and they served. And as they served, they began to discover what worked for them and then what did not work for them. And then they moved into a space that fit them. Let me help you all understand. One of the challenges that we have in church is that this notion that when you join a particular ministry, you got to stay in there until you die. So if you're an usher, you can't get out. It's like the mafia or something of this bad boy. Y'all doing secret society meetings or something. I don't know what's going on in the church. When I started, this is a true story, when I started in ministry, I started in the youth ministry, moved from the youth ministry to Sunday school. After Sunday school, I went to leading the youth department. After leading the youth department, I led Christian education. From there, went into family ministries, ended up overseeing the family ministries. From there, created a separate nonprofit community outreach. And in all of these different areas, I began to discover what I liked, what I didn't like, what I was good at, what I was not good at, and where I best fit. So here's what I'm going to say to everybody today. Wherever you choose to connect, start with six months. If after six months it don't work for you, it doesn't fit you, then let's find a space that does. But don't sit down and do nothing. If it doesn't fit you, find another place that may fit. Because let me tell you, let me give you an example. If you went to a restaurant and you didn't like the food, you ain't going to stop going to all restaurants. If you didn't like one, you ain't going to say, I ain't going to no more. You know what you're going to do? You're going to find another one. So if you can find another restaurant after you may have had a bad experience 
in one restaurant, certainly you can find another ministry if you've had a bad experience in one ministry. Oh, let me talk to these lights today. So, now you know what to do. You pray, you serve, and as you serve, God will reveal to you where you're supposed to go. And then maybe after all of that, you still can do a spiritual gift assessment. So I didn't do a spiritual gift assessment until I was already engaged in ministry. And when I filled it out, it was already confirmed that I was called to teach and to pastor. But truth be told, I'd already known that before I did the assessment because I was serving. Last thing, and then we'll get into the text. So after I know what my ministry is, what do I do now? After I know what my gift is, I figured it out, I kind of know what it is. Let me also help you to understand why you need to pray. One last thing. Because you have to understand that of the 20 uh, of these gifts that I mentioned, the Holy Spirit may have given you a little bit of 10 of them. To the next person, he may have given three strong ones and a possible like we play in spades. I can get your foe, man, if you, if you help me. <laughs> so you have to know how the Spirit has wired you. You may not have a strong one that's clearly above others, but you may be able to do a little bit of all, some of them well. Whereas somebody else may be strong in one and maybe not so in others. That's the beauty of how you're wired. That's why you got to pray because, and this is why you can't go by somebody else because somebody else may not be wired like you. You got to do it how God's called you to do it, which is why I'm not asking you to be me. I want you to be you, the best you that you can be, whatever that is. So now that you figured that out, what's next? And now I'm in the text because what we learned last week was in 1 Corinthians 12, 4, is he says, there are many different gifts but the same spirit. There are many different ministries, but the same Christ. There are many different works, but it's the same God. Once I know how I'm wired and what my gifts are, now I begin to find the text and the context of which to serve. Who do I like working with? Do I like working with adults? Do I like working with kids? Do I like working... Um, Inside the church, do I like working outside the church? So you begin to find your context. And once you find your context, then you can begin to really hone in on how God has gifted you to be. That's how this works. And my goal is in prayer that by the end of the year, you are clear on what God has gifted you to do. So what we're going to start doing today is we're going to cover two gifts a Sunday, maybe three, depending on how it goes and so when I looked at verse number eight, if y'all looked at it with me, there are two gifts in verse number eight that Paul mentions. The message or the word of knowledge and the message and the word of wisdom. What in the world is the message and the word of knowledge? And what in the world is a message or a word of wisdom. So I'm going to start with knowledge first, and then I'm going to go to wisdom, and then we'll be on our way. If y'all are ready, somebody say, let's go. So a message of knowledge. The word for knowledge is gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S. -S. Gnosis means knowledge. Now, the reason why you need to understand this is because during biblical times, even in Jesus' era, there were a group of people known as the Gnostics, G-N-O-S-T-I-C-S. The Gnostics believed that you could be saved simply by knowledge. The more of the Bible you know, the more of Jesus you know, the more of God you know, you can be saved. 
And so there had to be a separation between the Gnostics and true believers because we're not saved by knowledge, we're saved by faith. And so there had to be a separation. But in this particular case, there are some of you that have the gift or the message of knowledge. So what does that mean? That means that God has uniquely gifted you to be able to see scripture and be able to have some understanding of the deeper levels of scripture, the, the, the underlying principle. You don't just see what's on the page, but that God, through the Holy Spirit, has given you some measure of revelation to see deeper into whatever it is that you have. And so this isn't teaching. That's another skill. This is just knowledge that you have a good understanding of the message of Christ. You have a good understanding of salvation. You have a good understanding of grace. And you are able to articulate this to somebody else to be able to help them. Come on over here, Philip. Because the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 8, there was a man named Philip. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit led him to an Ethiopian eunuch. And this eunuch was reading the Bible. And he was stuck on the side of the road. And he didn't know what the Bible was. So the Holy Spirit led Philip to the uh, Ethiopian eunuch. This man had great authority in Ethiopia. He had great rule in Ethiopia. But he did not understand Bible. I hope y'all just heard what I said. He was a man of authority. He had great wealth. He had great ability. But he could not understand the word. So he sent, the Holy Spirit sent Philip, a man who did not go to school, a man who did not have the same education level, did not have the same income level, didn't have the same background as the eunuch to come up to him because Philip had the gift. See, you missed what I just said. See, when you have the gift, you can operate even though you may not have what everybody else has. But you'll understand that if you have the gift... At some point, even those who you think are above you going to have to come to you because then that means that you have something that they need. If there was ever a time in society where we needed people to be able to articulate the truths of the gospel, it is now. Because when you look at social media, there's so many different views, many of them wrong, about what it is about God, the church, Jesus, all of that stuff. And what we need are some people that's got the gift that'll be able to, in 140 characters, be able to tell people about Jesus in a deeper way so that people can come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And this is exactly what Philip did. He walked up to the eunuch and he asked the man, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how? can I unless somebody guide me and the Bible says that Philip started to walk with the Ethiopian eunuch and by the time Philip got finished the man wanted to get baptized I'm just trying to tell y'all that if you have this gift, you have the ability to influence people, to lead people to Christ. You have a good understanding of what the Bible means. Y'all with me? I know about 80% of y'all are like, nah, that ain't my gift. But some of you have it. You're able to articulate it and see it at a deeper level. So that's the first one. That's the message of knowledge. The second one is the message of wisdom. The word wisdom in the Greek is Sophia. And what it means is the ability to walk out the word. Lord have mercy. I think I'm going to shout on this one. It is not enough to simply know the word. You have to know it and walk it. So, for example, if we were on this side of the Family Life Center, and we're trying to get to this side of the Family Life Center, but in the floor, there are hidden landmines it's not going to take knowledge to get to the other side because you already know that they're there what it's going to take is wisdom how do I navigate through the landmines so I can get from one side to the next Lord have mercy 
You see, this is what believers need to see today. Not just that you can shout. Not just that you can praise. But how are you walking out your marriage? How are you walking out raising your kids? How are you walking out spending your money? How are you walking out living your life from day to day when the enemy is always busy, always trying to get in the middle of stuff, always trying to get in my mind, always trying to deal with me? How do I walk this out where I know that I love God, but you see it in my day to day? And even though sometimes I might mess up and even though sometimes I might not get it right, you still can see me navigate from one space to the other, getting from one place to the next for the glory of God. What we need also in the house of God are not just people that know the word, but people that can give example of how the word ought to be lived. Because if we ain't got no examples, then what's the benefit of the word? And this is why we got to do life together. Because we got some young people in the faith in here that don't know how to walk it out. They just got here. They might still be hurting, going through life. They need somebody to show them how to do this. And can we admit that how we do this is we come and we praise. We know that life ain't going to be easy all the time. It's going to be some heartache and pain. But yet God orders our steps. And God moves us from one place to the next. We got to show people how to do this. And that is the message of wisdom. So you got two. The first one is knowledge. You have the ability to have deeper truths in Scripture. You can see it. You can articulate it. You can see how things go together. Then there's the message of wisdom. You understand how to take Scripture and walk it out so that people can see that the Bible is not just words on a page, but it is also a living, breathing document to the glory of God. So, those are the two for today. Next week, we're going to get into two more, but I'm going to walk through this, and I pray that by the end, you'll be able to tell me, Pastor, I think I got two and a possible. I got a big joker and I got a deuce. <laughs> and I got a couple queens, so I don't know what I can do with them. But I'm hoping you'll be able to tell me what you got. Let's give God a clap off in the praise. Come on. I know. I know this series isn't one where we're celebratory, but this series will be a game changer for us once you understand how God has gifted you. All right, Reverend Person, you over there? I think you got somebody special over there with you today. Amen. Good morning, fam. Uh, excellent word, powerful word. Appreciate that word, uh, Pastor. Hey, coming back to you for ministry moment. Let me say, last week, you know, we talked about uh, our youth and working. And just like before, Awesome uh, turnout, awesome people signed up, said they want to work with the youth. In my rounds this morning, um, I saw some people who came back. So I have angels, has is, is, is got some more uh, folks up in there and talking to Meech and others. They have some others that filled out some uh, background checks. So thank you, thank you for that. They still need help in that area. So we praise God for that. So if that's your calling, uh, please connect with uh, Meech uh, immediately after the service or myself and you can connect to him and get involved by you. But on today, we want to talk about the other part of, of what we call our big six. The youth are a part of that, and young adults. And I'm pleased to have uh, First Lady of our church, Lady Swan, here with us. Amen. And she's going to be, she's going to be, uh, she leads the ministry, and she's going to be sharing with you about the ministry. So first, uh, Lady Swan, tell us uh, uh, what parts are, make up family ministry. 
Family Ministries makes up uh, singles, married, senior, men, women, youth, and young adult, which we heard about on last week. Amen, amen. And so if you could just tell uh, those in the congregation online, how can they can get involved with that and where the needs are in the ministry? Well, let me just say uh, for singles and senior ministries, those ministries are without a leader. So those are two areas right there. Uh, if you're interested in leading by counsel, we won't just throw you out there by yourselves. But if you're interested in the singles ministry, there's opportunities there to serve. If you're interested in our sing seniors ministry, there's opportunity to serve there as well. Uh, as far as our women's ministry, I oversee women's ministry. Um, we meet every other month. Uh, you saw the announcement earlier about uh, our last uh, fellowship of the year, uh, which will be led by Minister Tabitha on tomorrow, ladies. So come out. There's opportunities there uh, for you to get engaged. Now, the, the beauty of these ministries and family ministries, they're different from all of the other ministries in the church. These are ministries that you do not have to join just by virtue of your demographic, whether you're a man, a woman, married, single, engaged, senior age, you just participate. You just come out and you join these fellowships. You join our small groups. Those are ways to get engaged, to learn how to do life together. So we have our women's ministry. Then we have our men's ministry. They meet every third Monday of the month, Man Up Monday, um, which is led by Minister-elect Potter, which uh, who you saw uh, serving today as our worship leader. Um, and they have an event that's coming up next month, the men's conference opportunities to get engaged. Our married ministry, our vow keepers for married and engaged couples, um, led by our Darryls, the Darrells and the Scotts uh, family, and they have an event that's coming up at the end of this month, married co conference for married and engaged couples. Uh, so there are lots of opportunities to get engaged, to get involved. So before you join a ministry, like the choir, the gleaners, the ushers, hospitality. These are ministries where you can join, get connected, learn how to fellowship, grow in your walk, and then learn how to do life together. Amen. Thank you for that. So you heard it. Uh, Lady Swan said uh, about the ministries. You can contact her. Tell us the best way to get in contact with you. Uh, you can contact me. You can come right up to me after church today, after service. Or you can email me at my Ivy email address. That's tswan at ivybaptistchurch.org. Thank you. And we're also looking for a team of folks to step up and help us with our singles ministry and our seniors ministry. So great way to get connected in our ministry. And, oh, yeah, one question. People often ask me, uh, Lady Swan, do I have to be a member to be in men's, women, marriage ministry? Or can I take part of any of the activities, what answer should we give them? Absolutely not. While we would desire that you would join us in ministry, but absolutely not. You're welcome to join women's ministry events, participate, married men, any of the ministries in the big six, you don't have to be a member. Amen. So you heard that. So there's no reason why this is a ministry, as uh, Lady Swan said, you do not have to join by just just by who you are, uh, man, woman, married, engaged, a single, a senior, you're a part of it. Just come take part of that. Learn to do life with, with, a, with a group of folks. I will tell you my own personal experience. I'm in one of the men's huddles life group, and we have a great time, especially we had a good big cookout over the summer, and I destroyed them in cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So can thank I, you, ladies. Can I put in one plug yeah. for the Bow Keepers uh, Marriage Conference that's at the end of this month? You heard earlier on the announcement. Early bird registration ends today. Early bird registration ends today. And I also wanted to share, if there's a couple out there, whether you're engaged or married, and you really have financial constraints and you're unable to purchase a ticket, please let us know. And we have uh, plenty of people in our congregation who would love to sponsor you so that we can make it possible that you can be, take 
participate in the event. So please don't let financial constraints stop you. Um, if you have a need, please let us know, and we can serve you. Thank you, Lady Swan. We appreciate you. your leadership. And back to you, Pastor. Thank you so much. So let's reiterate, there are two leadership opportunities, seniors and single. I've been approached several times, Pastor, when are we going to have some singles ministry offerings? Lady Swan and I led the last one. And we said at that meeting, we're married. We're not leading another singles ministry event. So far, no one has come forward. We are ready. We have ideas. We have things that we want to do so that the singles and the seniors, especially seniors, we got something coming up for you guys. It's going to be really, really nice. But we do need those that are willing to step forward. So thank you, Lady Swan, for that. Let's all stand, please. We're going to say goodbye to those who are watching online. If you want to accept Christ, Hit the join sign, at sign, join Ivy, send it to 81010, salvation or membership. We would love to have you partner with us. Those in the building, if you want to accept Christ, we'll be standing here once service is over if you want to partner with us in ministry. Now, uh, let's wave goodbye to those online. Bye, y'all. Have a great week, everybody online.